Welcome to Divinely Detoured, where we explore questions on the path you didn't choose. Help to survive an untraditional Christmas. Traditions take us back to our past and pull those we've lost into our current lives. Traditions set a pattern for our future and even help mold our legacy. Probably like most empty nest mamas, I depend on traditions. It's a Wonderful Life is mandatory viewing at our house every December, detailing the difficulties and disappointments that life delivers to us all. Even on years when no one is home for Christmas, I assemble the ceramic tree my Grandma Mary painted in the 1970s while grieving the early loss of her husband. I still hang every ornament I have collected, ones my preschoolers made so long ago, and all the baby's first Christmas treasures, some making their debut during difficult years. And even though I don't put it up anymore, I see in the attic the Christmas box advent calendar my mother and I made for my children to replicate the one my siblings and I grew up with. And I recall the years we all inconveniently convened at Mom and Dad's house for a few precious days in December. Revisiting an Idea as I roll into another holiday with my children and my siblings in different states and without my parents this side of eternity, I'm relearning that as life takes its toll, traditions were made to be tweaked to stay relevant. That notion was the basis of my first article that was ever published outside my blog, the first time I held my own printed words in my hands produced by something other than my own unreliable inkjet device. So it's no surprise that as my book based on my holiday heart failure diagnosis nears its February release, I'm feeling a bit nostalgic about the article that started it all. Untraditional Memories was published in late 2018 by Peekaboo Magazine. We still joke about driving around to several hospital waiting rooms on a clandestine caper to grab extra copies. I remember my dad's excitement as I gifted him that free local publication. He and Mom were around when I got dozens more articles published, when I started my blog, and when I won an award from the Christian Century. But they were both gone before I signed my book contract. New Memory Moments This year, that deep loss has been tempered with the profound gift of becoming a grandparent myself, especially given that medical professionals thought I'd never live to see it. Baby Hazel has renewed my anticipation of extending certain traditions and rekindled my excitement to make some new memories. Still, change is never easy especially as parents, or as the children of those parents, we fight to hold on while we fight to let go. 
So many of us struggle with a longing for the way things ought to be. The way a marker is placed in the ground this time of year makes the pain even more real. And looking back at all my treasured traditions, I realized they carried with them some heavy baggage of their own. I've learned to give myself grace to live the holiday season that is placed in my hands right now, to let go of the should-be's and the ideals, to grasp the unique joy that only this season of life can offer in the one-of-a-kind way it's offered. If you're like me and having an untraditional Christmas this year, it may be the perfect time to start making some new memory moments. Whether you're missing someone or somewhere or something that used to form traditions, your unusual holiday can be fertile ground for planting some brand new memories. And maybe by letting go of some traditions, we're leaving more space for what's coming, the ultimate gift. Pope Benedict XVI said, It is the beautiful task of Advent to awaken in all of us memories of goodness and thus to open doors of hope. An amazing thing has happened in my struggle of letting go. My most precious traditions held on. And they've become more treasured with new memories attached. We gathered miniature boxes and trim and glued together a new Christmas box advent calendar for Hazel a few weeks ago during our untraditional Thanksgiving at an Airbnb outside Denver. I feel the winds of change and the comfort of the familiar. And from where I sit, waiting for hope himself to come again and put all this right, That seems like a pretty good combo. My first published article, Untraditional Memories, November 30th, 2018. Three years ago, I sensed the holidays were changing. My children were growing up and my parents were growing old, but I had no idea how drastic that change would actually be in my house or how quickly it would arrive. Our youngest chick was about to wing her way out of our protective nest, and I could already hear the hollow echo of two empty bedrooms becoming three. So I was determined to solidify and emphasize every tradition of home into her subconscious, but it was not meant to be. The day after Thanksgiving is etched into our lives as a dividing line now, pre-illness and post-illness although the sneaky symptoms had probably existed for years. I was feeling less than 100% the week of Thanksgiving, so I made an appointment with my primary care doctor at first opportunity, the morning of Black Friday. I was certain that, although I might miss the doorbusters, I could make up for it that afternoon. But that was not to be either. Instead, I was directly admitted to the hospital. What I thought was the flu or pneumonia at worst turned out to be heart failure. Our world's orbit suddenly changed paths. 
The traditions and perceived necessities of the holiday season stepped aside for a week in cardiac ICU and an emergency flight to the Cleveland Clinic. Instead of putting up multiple Christmas trees and unwrapping and appreciating each cherished ornament, we were learning how to wear a life vest or fibrillator. Rather than constructing a gingerbread house and having one last go at our special advent calendar, we were researching heart medications and outcomes. That year, we didn't arrange our calendar around the last school Christmas concerts of our parenting lives. We arranged it around multiple doctor visits and extended rest periods. Instead of amassing a pile of must-have gifts for each child, my husband drove me to one store on December 20th. I reluctantly got into a motorized cart and chose one or two items for each from what was left on the near-empty shelves. I remember detesting the backup beep as I tried to avoid running into the overwhelming shopping crowd that day. As the battery hummed to a halt, I noticed a friend I hadn't seen in several months. She was shocked and concerned to see me looking and acting 30 years older than I was. But none of that wounded me as deeply as feeling the carefully laid traditions slipping through my clenched fists. My mama heart ached at the opportunities I was missing, at the traditions that were being lost. Like most my age, I became a mom pre-Instagram and pre-Pinterest. But we still put a lot of pressure on ourselves to establish and fulfill meaningful family routines at Christmas because we know that traditions are important. We want our kids to stay connected to home in healthy ways. We simply want home to mean something important to them. I felt cheated that my last year with a child at home was ripped away from me without warning. Deep into December, through suffocating fatigue, I looked around and noticed the sagging pumpkins still on the mantel and at the front door. Everything seemed wrong about the holiday season stretching out in front of me. But the determined memory moments began to step in for the traditions I had lost. My younger daughter, knowing I would miss her Christmas concert, arranged for the choir to do a private performance for me in the hospital chapel. As my husband wheeled me in, I saw the young faces with tears streaming down and I felt the gift they were giving me. It was not a tradition, but it became a memory. We started playing games again for the first time since Candyland. Spyfall, Clue, Dominoes, Cards, and Slice and Bake Cookies made the must-do list most nights. Everyone pitched in to buy and make food, wash dishes, churn through laundry, and vacuum the floors. They didn't do any of it the way I would have, but it was also beautiful, and this too earned a place as a treasured memory. My older daughter texted me constantly with encouraging words and songs. My usually silent son called and checked in every few days. And when they both finally made it in for the holidays, I wasn't busy cooking or wrapping or even making beds. I was there on the couch in front of a warm fire in the moment with each one of them. 
and I didn't miss anything. I had time to talk with them and truly appreciate the young adults that had replaced my babies. I had an opportunity to fully enjoy having them home. Even then I wondered why it took me over 20 years to allow myself to stop worrying about keeping all the traditions and instead soak in the moments that would become memories. Still, that was a difficult Christmas. So much uncertainty hung in the air. As we progress through life, we will all face those foggy holidays when someone in our family is ill. Traditions must adapt and change so people we love can continue to be part of our memory making. I learned a few things firsthand about holidays with someone who has a serious illness. Number one, the ill person doesn't want every decision or conversation to be about their health or needs. They want to experience normal life through you as much as possible. It doesn't help for others to not eat certain foods because they can't or for everyone to miss a chance to see a show because they are too tired to attend. They don't want to feel the guilt of taking everyone's experience with their own. Their own disappointment is enough. Number two, that being said, plan with flexibility. Allow for downtime to rest, bond, and forge new memories and connections. That moment with your baby niece or the conversation with your young adult cousin will soon be out of reach. Number three, most of the time, simpler is better. Get over the guilt of using a mix, refrigerated dough, or bakeries. You don't have to decorate every room like it's a social media shot. It's intimidating and unwelcoming. Your kids will appreciate a thoughtful gift or two just as much as 10 or 12 expected ones. And if they don't, it's time they did before you launch them. Speaking of simple, your children will treasure what you least expect. I ask my young adult children what they love most about holidays growing up hoping to hold on to the few they thought were most worthy. Their answers surprised me. I learned that most of what I was going crazy doing for my children, I was actually doing for me. They mentioned the gifts they made for each other every year, games we played, visiting family, and family visiting us. Not making the list. All the homemade dishes I thought were crucial for a proper holiday. Decor I spent weeks perfecting and planning, classroom parties and favors, and gifts I stood in line for back when Black Friday was a semi-secret offline sale. Not even the beautifully wrapped gifts atop the trendy tree skirt made the cut. So three years ago, unauthorized by convention, a serious health condition began teaching me something about traditions and memories. As my undiagnosed heart failure fatigue crept up on me leading into that Black Friday, I began to dread the very season that was meant for hope. And then as I learned about my illness more than anything, I started to rethink traditions and memories. Traditions are safe, but restrictive. Memory moments are risky, but freeing. 
Mostly I learned that memories far surpassed traditions, and with those softening pumpkins still out, we had Christmas at our house that year. My parents and siblings came. I didn't decorate. I didn't cook. I didn't make homemade treats for neighbors, teachers, and friends. I didn't wrap gifts in matching paper or worry about finding the perfect gift for each child. I still don't do all of those things. Christmas has changed forever at my house. Heart failure is not curable. For most, doctors can manage the symptoms. For some, they can slow the progression. Statistics say that my life expectancy is about 10 years after diagnosis using all the current medical advancements. I'm learning that holidays and everydays aren't about trying to make everything perfect and checking off every tradition. I always knew this on some level, but somehow the traditions were easier to cultivate than the memories. And now chronic illness continues to teach me what merely living could not. Christmas is about resetting, reconnecting, and rethinking where life is taking us, especially when the number of Christmases left is a little murky. With a chronic progressive illness come many challenges, physical, emotional, and spiritual. But a gift also arrives, the gift of fully embracing the brevity of life that many of us ignore or diminish, the gift to experience Christmas the way it was always meant to be. We celebrated an untraditional Christmas in a pumpkin-decorated house with no Christmas tree that year, and it is one of my favorite memories. When we're on a path we didn't choose, God may seem distant. Sometimes I just quit talking to Him. If that's you, my guide may help. Five Prayers and Promises When You Can't Talk to God. Download it free at lorianwood.com slash hope. That's L-O-R-I-A-N-N W-O-O-D dot com slash hope.